0: Welcome to this week's edition of Island Recast. For more information on Grand Memorial Presbyterian Church or Pastor David, please go to gmpc.org. Hear now the word of the Lord from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, beginning at verse 36. On Easter Sunday, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, "'Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? "'Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. "'Touch me and see. "'A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have.' When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, "'Do you have anything here to eat?' They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Let us pray together. Almighty God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who inspired Luke to write down these words for us. And we ask now that your same Holy Spirit would inspire our hearts so that we would understand the word that you have for us this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When you think of the disciples, do you think of them as being open-minded? When you think of yourselves, do you think of yourselves as being open-minded? When Jesus appeared to his disciples on Easter Sunday following his resurrection from the dead. They were terrified. He walked through closed doors into the upper room of the house where they had been staying, and they thought that they had seen a ghost. They thought that Jesus had appeared to haunt them, and they weren't too sure what they were going to do about that. Their lives were difficult enough. They were waiting for the Romans and the Jewish leaders to come after them and put them on trial like they had done with Jesus and even maybe execute them. And so Jesus' appearance was not something that was comforting. And this is why Jesus has to say, Peace be with you. Touch my hands and my feet. Do you have something to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. And as they touched his hands, and as they touched his feet, and saw the holes where the nails had been that had held him to the cross, and as they saw him eat Fish and keep it within him, they realized that he was not a ghost. Now, you would have thought that Jesus' appearance on Easter Sunday would have been something that was comforting to them, as opposed to something that was terrifying. The disciples had spent three years with Jesus as he taught them from the law of Moses, the first five books of the Bible, as he taught them from the prophets in the Old Testament, as he taught them from the Psalms in the Old Testament, about who he was as the Messiah. He explained to them what the job of the Messiah was going to be. He explained to them how the Messiah was going to live and preach good news to the poor. He had already explained to them that he was going to be crucified and how the Old Testament talked about his crucifixion. He had already explained to them about his resurrection and how he would rise again from the dead three days later. But they didn't understand any of it when he came through these closed doors. They had also seen Jesus do resurrection miracles. They saw how Jesus had healed the son of a man named Jairus, uh, resurrecting him from the dead. They saw Jesus raised from the dead, a son of a widow. And they also had seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. So they knew that Jesus could do miracles. They knew that death was not something that constrained him. Even though Jesus had explained to them about the resurrection and his own resurrection, even though Jesus had shown them resurrection miracles when he healed the daughter of Jairus, when he healed the son of a widow, when he healed Lazarus and raised them from the dead... They still thought that he was a ghost when he walked through the closed doors. And so Jesus opens their minds so that they could understand what he had said to them about his resurrection in the Old Testament. And he opened their minds so that they could understand the resurrection miracles that they had witnessed with their own eyes. And he opened up their minds so that they could see that he really was alive, that he was not a ghost. Which begs the question, how did Jesus open their minds? In the Gospel of John, chapter 20, we read from John's account of this upper room experience, just how Jesus did this. John writes, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that... He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus opened their minds by giving them the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit illuminated their minds, enabling them to get past the darkness that was clouding their vision of who Jesus was. Now, when we sit together and have Bible studies or when we spend time in worship and we're about to hear a sermon, there's a prayer that's called a prayer of illumination. We ask the Holy Spirit to open up our minds so that we will be able to understand the scriptures just as Jesus did for his disciples on Easter Sunday. In our Presbyterian Book of Order, there's a section called the Directory for Worship. And in the Directory for Worship, we're given this guidance. In preparation for the reading, proclaiming, and hearing of God's Word, a prayer seeking the illumination of the Holy Spirit is appropriately offered. Now, this prayer of illumination, this idea of having a prayer of illumination, is based on the Scriptures. For example, in 2 Timothy 3.16, we read, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Now, the Greek word for inspired that's used in this scripture passage is theopneustos. Theopneustos is a combination of two Greek words. Theo means God. And pneustos means breathed. The Greek word for spirit, pneuma, also means breath. So, theopneustos literally means God breathed. Inspired literally means God breathed. So, when the Holy Spirit would come upon a scripture writer, the Holy Spirit would breathe into the writer the Word of God. And the writer would exhale the Word of God onto the page. That's how inspiration works. When we read the Scriptures, when we read the Word of God, the Scriptures are breathed into us through the Holy Spirit so that we will be able to understand them. This is why we Also, read in Hebrews chapter 4:12: For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The Word of God is alive, the Word of God is breathing by the Holy Spirit. The breath of God comes into us enabling us to understand the word of God that's printed on the page. We have not been left alone to understand. What does mean? We have help. Whenever we open up the Bible and read it, the Holy Spirit helps us to understand what the inspired word of God is. It's alive. It's active. It's unlike any other written word that we encounter in our day-to-day lives. This illumination of the Holy Spirit enables us to be open-minded, open-minded so that we can understand what God is saying to us. Being open-minded does not mean being empty-minded. Being open-minded means being willing to hear what others are saying, especially to hear what Jesus is saying to us. Being open-minded means being open to having our ideas challenged, especially when Jesus is challenging our own ideas. Being open-minded means being open to change our way of thinking, especially when Jesus is trying to change our way of thinking. All of this happens through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives especially when we are reading the scriptures, whether we're reading the scriptures alone or when we're reading the scriptures in groups or when we're hearing the scriptures proclaimed during a sermon, the Holy Spirit is involved. Now, do you ever leave a worship service and think about the sermon that you just heard? Just say yes, please. It'll help me feel better. (laughs) The reason why that happens is because the Holy Spirit continues to speak to us from the scriptures that we just heard proclaimed during the worship service. So if you're if you leave this place you know today or you're thinking tomorrow or whatever about the word of God is alive, the word of God is active, inspiration means God breathed. What's that all about? It's because the Holy Spirit is continuing to talk to you. From the scriptures. One of the people who experienced this transformation, this illumination of the Holy Spirit, is named James. And we heard about James' experience following the resurrection of Jesus in the scripture passage that was read earlier in the sermon from 1 Corinthians 15. In this passage of scripture the apostle Paul writes for what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Peter and then to the 12 after that Jesus appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time most of whom are still living though some have fallen asleep then he appeared to James Then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. So, the James that's mentioned here in 1 Corinthians 15 was the brother of Jesus. James, during the earthly ministry of Jesus, accused Jesus of being insane. There's evidence in the writings of church historians that James may have been a Pharisee even, although that's not explicitly stated in the Bible. And then our Lord Jesus took time to make a resurrection appearance just for his brother James. So that James would see that Jesus really is the Messiah. So that James would believe that Jesus really is alive. And because of this, James's life was transformed. James became, became to be known as James the Righteous or James the Just. That's how history records him. James became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. The other apostles were out doing mission work outside of Jerusalem. And so James was the one who was made in charge of the church in Jerusalem. And then in 62 AD, historians such as the Jewish historian Josephus, who lived during that time, and then later on, the Christian historian named Hegesippus, write that James was executed. Josephus writes that James was stoned to death. And he was stoned to death by the Pharisees because he continued to proclaim that Jesus is alive. He continued to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. He continued to proclaim that Jesus is God. Even though, years earlier, he proclaimed that Jesus was insane. His life was changed through the work of the Holy Spirit who opened his mind to understand that Jesus really is alive. James also wrote the book of James. And in the book of James... He writes, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. I think that when James was writing this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he might have been thinking back to the things he said about his brother Jesus. He might have been thinking about the things that he did in cursing his brother and putting him down and ridiculing him and working against him. And the reason why James writes this in his letter is because his life had been transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit in his life who enabled him to realize who Jesus really was. James became a faithful follower of Jesus, and he was able to live a righteous life and even be called James the Righteous because of the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. (laughs) The Holy Spirit illuminates us, opens our minds, enables us to understand who Jesus really is. And this is a life-changing event, but it's not a once-and-for-all event. It's something that continues to happen every time we open the Scriptures. Sometimes this happens in our Bible studies. Sometimes this happens in our day-to-day lives as we reflect on scriptures. There's been a scripture passage that I've been reflecting on recently. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 9, where the apostle Paul writes that he asked God three times to take away a thorn in his flesh. People aren't too sure what the thorn in the flesh was, but they pretty much agree that it was some kind of a physical Ailment that Paul was having. But instead of taking away the thorn in the flesh, Paul writes that God says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Not being able to walk for several weeks (laughs) is a weakness. And it's been hard. And God has enabled me to see his power in my life Through the help of my wife, Kathy, I've had to rely on her to do all sorts of things that I never had to rely on her to do before. Some of you may see her pushing me in a wheelchair down by the beach. That's nice to be at the beach, but I wish that she didn't have to push me around at the beach. One of the things I've experienced in the wheelchair as she pushes me around are other people who are in wheelchairs. And so we pass each other, and I'm able to look at people in wheelchairs eye to eye for the first time. And I'm able to realize how they struggle with their inability to walk. And I start to pray for them and think about how God is helping them to get through the day. Or when I'm on crutches getting from place to place, I've grown in my appreciation for handicapped parking spaces. And whether or not buildings are accessible to folks who have a hard time walking or folks who can't walk at all. This is something that the Holy Spirit has been opening my eyes to during this time when I haven't been able to walk. And the Holy Spirit is doing that with all of us as we go through our day-to-day activities in life, feeling like we're too weak to get through their day on our own. The Holy Spirit enables us to see how God is giving us the strength that we need to go on. And in that process of relying on God and depending on his strength, we are glorifying God. We are trusting God to take care of us, and that's that's a way in which we glorify God. As I was writing this sermon, I came across a quote by Mark Twain. Mark Twain one time once said, I'm not troubled by the things in the Bible which I do not understand, but I am troubled by the things I do understand, and which I find very difficult to measure up to. Now, the Holy Spirit has not yet enabled us to understand everything that is in the Bible. I think one day we will, and that day is probably going to be the day that we arrive in heaven. And we are able to get all of our questions asked. And the Holy Spirit is able to deal with all of our doubts. But right now, the Holy Spirit is enabling us to understand from the scriptures that we are loved by God. And that our sins have been forgiven because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. The Holy Spirit is enabling us to understand that when we stumble and fall and sin, that our sins can be taken away because of what Jesus has done for us, and we don't have to carry around burdens of guilt and shame. The Holy Spirit is enabling us to understand what the Scriptures say about how to be a faithful follower of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is enabling us to understand what it means to live a life of righteousness, just like Jesus' brother James did. So, as you continue to read the Scriptures, may you enjoy the Holy Spirit who is breathing the Word of God into you and enabling you to live as God's people. Thank you for listening to Island Recast. For more information, please go to gmpc.org.